0: hey amigos it's me tommy and i'm megan (laughs) um totally kidding (laughs) megan's still not here she's busy being super mom still so back by popular demand we have our new amigo zach how's it going zach
1: Good, good. I'll tell you what, I'm glad to be back, and I'm super excited to be talking about the movie uh, we're talking about today. I know when I was little, it definitely had me really scared, so it's nice to finally dive into it.
0: Yeah, finally dive in and take it, pick it apart. Okay, so yeah, as you guys know, this is Zach's pick. So, Zach, what did you pick for us this week?
1: Uh, our week. is 13 ghosts 13 ghosts yes 13 ghosts was a 2001 supernatural horror movie it was directed by steve beck it has a runtime of 91 minutes it was a remake of the 1960s film 13 ghosts that was by william castle this movie was released to theaters almost around my birthday but uh, (laughs) october 26 2001
0: 13, I would have been 13 when this came out. 13 I seeing 13 ghosts.
1: It was 7. <laughs> 7. So maybe seven. that's why I was so scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um this was Steve Beck's uh directorial debut or debut after it Beck would only direct one more film, the similarly themed ghost ship. Oh, I didn't even know that. To be honest with you, no. And I'll be there is a p- part in that movie too where everyone.
0: Oh yeah. Oh. That opening scene. That opening scene is like it, it's worth it just for yeah. that. <laughs> um, do you want me to give you the summary? I've got it.
1: Oh. Go for it. All Go
0: right. It. All right. So the summary of Thirteen Ghosts: When Cyrus, a very rich collector of unique things, dies, he leaves his house and fortune to his nephew and his family. There's just one problem. The house seems to be very dangerous on its own and has its own agenda. Trapped in their new home, the family encounters powerful and vengeful entities that threaten to annihilate anyone in their path. This movie did have a budget of around
1: $42 million and it earned about a box office amount $68.5
0: Okay, so I mean it, it it gained some money, but not anything great.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe back then it was a little bit more. But... Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. At least, it, <laughs> at least it didn't get um, New Mutants level. Yeah, no, it <laughs> turn, turn back. Okay, uh, Zach. Again, since this is Megan's thing, do you have a tagline for me?
1: We sure do. It is terror has multiplied.
0: Okay, another one, very simple Ooh. to the point. <laughs> um. All right. Do you think we should go through the cast?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. So we have. Tony Shalhoub as Arthur. Um, I think he's best known for his role in Monk. I didn't really recognize him from much else. but
1: In our seventh grade class, we actually watched that. So that's what I know him from. Just seeing the transfer from him in Monk to this was just, it was funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I guess I should say, like, I know he's got a lot of other credits. I know that. That's just, I can't place him in anything other than Monk. Exactly. yeah. All right. We also have Shannon Elizabeth as Kathy. Uh, Definitely her standout roles for me are American Pie and Scary Movie. (laughs) (laughs) I also just rewatched Wes Craven's Cursed, and she was in that too. Pretty small role, but she was in it. We have M. Beth Davids as Kalina. And I couldn't figure out where I knew her for the longest time. And then I'd say about halfway through, it hit me. She played Miss Honey and Matilda.
1: I didn't even put that together. (laughs) No, but you've seen it, obviously, right? right, You've seen that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I did take note that she was also in Army of Darkness. And then she had a small role as Mary Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man.
1: Nice connection.
0: Yeah, I knew that's (laughs) one that we would both know for sure. Uh, We have Matthew Lillard as Dennis. Um, I don't think anybody listening to this needs to know, you know, need us to explain who Matthew Lillard is, but he was obviously Stu in Scream. Stands out as Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Uh, I know he's also in a movie called Serial Mom that I know for sure Megan is going to want to cover at some point. She yeah. made me watch that movie.
1: <laughs> I'm glad you put Shaggy though. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to <laughs>
0: mention Shaggy. It's too iconic. <laughs> um, We have Alec Roberts as Bobby. And I looked up his IMDB and he didn't do any other acting after this movie.
1: I guess a one, one and done kind of deal. huh? One and done. Yeah. <laughs> he
0: might've did some other like real small things before it, but this maybe, he, maybe it freaked him out. There we go. He was scared. (laughs) We have, I'm guessing that's J.R. born as Benjamin Moss. I didn't really recognize him from a lot either. I did see that he had a role in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. He was in a lot of series. And one that I'm going to highlight for our friend Shannon, he was in one episode of Smallville where he played Dr. Bernard Schisholm. In the episode titled Conspiracy.
1: Shannon would love that. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon's
0: gonna love that. We yes, mentioned Smallville. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I that was when we saw that was it, Tom Welling, right? Plays Clark Kent.
1: Didn't we see that? Was gonna uh, be
0: the... at Comic Con and didn't she meet him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that All was right. that's what I was saying. That was like you with the hobbits, like it was oh. an instant by for I Shannon. completely
1: understand. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we have Ra Digga as Maggie. Uh, I was looking her up and she didn't really have many acting credits. Uh, she seemed to do a lot of work in the music industry. I think this was her last starring role also. So. <laughs> uh, we have F Murray Abraham as Cyrus. He's definitely got a lot of credits to his name as well. I recognized him from being in the Grand Budapest Hotel. And when I was doing research, I saw that he has credits as a voice actor in the upcoming Moon Knight series.
1: I just have to throw in on that. Uh, he's actually Gimli in Lord of the Rings as well.
0: Oh, of course you uh, would catch I'm, that.
1: Of course, of course.
0: You're probably like so angry at my notes right now. Like,
1: <laughs> I was looking. I was like, oh, it's not on there. Like, what the hell? Fun fact, he was actually the smallest character uh, out of the Fellowship, but he was actually the tallest character out of all of them.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> How cameras That's Gimli, work. huh? Yeah, that is Gimli. That's crazy. I did not know that. I didn't yep. even connect it when watching it. Um, The only other thing I took note of that I thought was kind of cool as far as like casting goes is that this was the first film from a major American studio where three uh, Arab American leads were involved. So that would be the Tony Shalhoub, F. Murray, Abraham, and Shannon Elizabeth. I just thought that was kind of cool, kind of worth taking note of. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else or should we start diving into Uh, the, the guts of the movie?
1: sure let's do it
0: yeah yeah all right um what did you have did you have like a little piece of trivia that we can actually yeah i
1: sure did um just a couple fun facts you know of uh 13 ghosts the special effects and sound mixing i guess were so elaborate in this film that a lot of people claim that the movie was physically painful to sit through
0: that's crazy that (laughs) That is nuts yeah
1: and i know now i do d-box seats so imagine having those back then oh
0: that would have been rough. If... It would
1: be awesome but in the same sense rough.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I I read that one of the I don't know which movie critic it was but he was saying, you know, that it was like the production value was beautiful and he really liked that but he did end up putting it on one of his like I don't know top 25 of like the most hated movies.
1: Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Aww. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it it's got some it's got some forth. critics yeah, for sure yeah. yeah but what movie doesn't exactly yeah, exactly okay um i think uh we can save our other little trivia facts for throughout it right
1: yeah no definitely let's do we'll that find, we'll find a spot for them
0: yeah okay so 13 ghost often stylized as th r three en ghost they just had to fit that number 13 in the title there of course i thought it was kind of cool creative (laughs) creative yeah okay so the movie opens to this like car junkyard we see that there's a paranormal team They're you know they're kind of getting set up there's a lot going on someone pulls up in this vintage rolls royce and this is where we are introduced to cyrus for the first time and he's with dennis that's matthew lillard So, Dennis, you kind of get the vibe right away. You see that he's a medium of some sort. I think they call him a psychic, but I feel like he'd be more of a medium. You know, somebody talking to the dead, not necessarily somebody who's looking into the future. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, but he's getting visions while they're there, and he's trying to find where he is. So, Cyrus demands them to bring in the cube, and this is the first time we see one of those kind of glass cubes that they have you know there's like etchings all over them and dennis is warning the team you know like this one's not like the others and we kind of learned that dennis was contracted to help him catch all these ghosts but he only agreed to catching 12 which he made very clear after hearing kalina and i don't remember who do you remember what her partner's name was um no, I do not. He was pretty minor character. Like this is literally the only time you're gonna see him,
1: right? And I don't want to give it away. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, Kalina and her mystery man—they're what would you call them? Like ghost activists? <laughs> I guess I never thought about
1: what to call them, but we'll just say ghost hunters.
0: Ghost activist? Yeah, I mean, because they're they're mad though that they're that Cyrus and Dennis are capturing these spirits even though like they've murdered how many people you know but they're sticking up for their rights uh i don't know a little weird (laughs) so we learned that the team they're trying to catch the juggernaut zach did you want to give us a little uh breakdown of the juggernauts background
1: yeah i sure did um So, we're going to just try to tell these backstories as we kind of just go along through the movie here. So, just kind of, yeah. Bear with us. Yeah, bear with us and (laughs) we'll get through it. But uh, so, the Juggernaut, uh, his actual name was Horace Breaker Mahoney. He was actually born very disfigured and was an outcast in his entire life. His mother abandoned him at a tender age, and his dad put him to work in the junkyard. Um, He actually had very unusual strength, and he used it to crush cars. After his dad died, he went insane. He would take motorists and hitchhikers, tear them apart with his bare hands, feed the remains to his dogs. After several of these murders, he was arrested. A SWAT team shot and killed him when when he broke free of his handcuffs. As a ghost, he remained at the junkyard with his body riddled with bullet holes, killing intruders. Both Dennis and Cyrus remarked that his kill number, kill count numbered in the 40s making this ghost one of the most evil and dangerous of the 12
0: all right so we're dealing with a with the baddie. yeah we definitely are <laughs> okay so we know that's what we're dealing with so then the team at this point they bring in a bunch of blood like it's just this truck that's spraying blood everywhere i'm taking that that that's some sort of bait i guess of some degree Uh, They splashed all over the cube and then they start kind of playing this audio to me. It just sounds like a curse. I'm guessing it's trying to summon, you know, sounds like they're trying to summon a demon. They're trying to get him in this cube. And oh, he shows up (laughs) (laughs) and the team is just basically obliterated in the junkyard. Um, The one that I thought was kind of cool. It looks like one's just like being eaten by a car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like he goes in what through the trunk.
1: And that was the first thing I saw when I was seven, eight years old. And I was like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) What the hell is this? And he just keeps going.
0: Yeah. Yep. So uh, another one kind of just gets uh, slammed into, you know, like another car, like slams into him. And then is this, I think the juggernaut like actually picks up part of the car and And, like,
1: yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. And it just shows how strong he is.
0: Yep. So the team's obviously freaking out. They're trying to flee. And one of them even like runs into the cube that they have there to catch the ghost. I don't know why you would do that (laughs) because obviously the ghost goes in after him. They close it and And you're done. He's done. (laughs) That guy's not getting out of there. (laughs) So would his spirit also be captured into that cube? (laughs) That's a good question. I Uh, feel like it would.
1: And I would not want to be stuck in there with that guy. No, stuck (laughs) in there
0: with the juggernaut. It doesn't come up, but I'm just being, I'm trying to be logical here, as logical as we can be. Uh, So during this, Cyrus and Dennis are kind of wearing these like special glasses. They look like these little goggles.
1: It kind of reminded me of those 3D glasses when you were back in the day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Funny that you say that because I read that this movie was actually originally going to be in 3D really to kind of be like a nod. So everyone had to put on glasses to be able to watch the movie. And
1: that kind of would that. have went with the whole theme of it. That I, would have been neat.
0: I think it would have been kind of cool. Maybe in 2001, not so much, because that was probably still those red and blue lenses. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, hey, yeah. Um, so dennis uh he takes off his glasses as the ghost is killing the team as as that that team member that ran into the cube like as he's being being killed dennis takes his glasses off he just doesn't want to see all that (laughs) crazy business you blame him no i wouldn't (laughs) either but i wouldn't be there either so (laughs) there's that (laughs) touche so then at this point it cuts to arthur we see him he's looking out the window. Kind of, you know, hearing memories, you know, he's laughing with his kids and his wife. And then as like the opening credits of the movie start to roll, the camera just like slowly scans through the room. And this is where we're kind of getting his backstory. So we kind of hear a fire alarm alarm that starts to go off. And you kind of hear the mom character saying, you know, get the kids, get the kids. So we learn that the mom, Jean, she wasn't able to make it out she died in the fire and by the time the camera spins back around to arthur he's still looking out the window but now he's like clearly very sad uh we know some stuff went down i thought that was uh i like that it was like a kind of a quick way to give us his backstory without showing too much exactly yeah I, i like when they can do that so we see all kinds of past due bills you know behind arthur and then this is when his daughter kathy that's shannon elizabeth She comes in and gets him and they're just kind of having breakfast. uh, Normal, normal family morning. So we learn this is just when we like kind of learn the dynamics. So there's Arthur, teen daughter, Kathy, young son, Bobby. And then they had their nanny, Maggie. They're all just. What having a normal (laughs) normal normal,
1: as normal as can be under the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. It kind of makes you feel bad for uh, Arthur.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. After seeing what he's kind of been through and still trying to stay strong for the family. So Ben Moss, he's the estate lawyer. He shows by, shows by, shows up. (laughs) (laughs) And we learn that Cyrus was Arthur's uncle. So I just kind of took note. I like how Bobby didn't even know he had an uncle. And the nanny says, you know, oh, it's your late uncle. And then Bobby's like, oh, you know, late for what? And Kathy is, like, late for his next birthday. <laughs> and uh, Bobby kind of obviously connects. Is like, oh, you mean he's dead? And so th- that's just kind of a, a little funny dynamic. Uh, the lawyer, he gives them a key, and it's a key to their new house. And as he does that, there's this video playing, and it's Cyrus. He's kind of explaining the situation to them and how they're the only ones there to inherit his mansion. So...
1: How would you feel about that? Some random guy coming in your house saying, hey, yeah, someone left this behind for you.
0: (laughs) I mean, you you think you take it like awesome. Like, cool. I get this mansion. I don't got to pay anything for it. Like that would be awesome. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably do the same.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and I know it comes up in the movie. I don't know if I took note of it, but Arthur was concerned about the taxes. (laughs) That would be like, oh, can I afford to keep this mansion? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, especially in this time and age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the team, they pull up to the house, and we can kind of see it looks like it's just made up completely of those cubes that we saw in the beginning. I don't think that was the direct intention, but it's definitely all glass, and you see the etchings all over the house. Uh, Dennis is there, but he's posed as somebody who just works for the power company, saying, you know, oh, he needs to get in you know, check the electrical... Locks, whatever he's trying to do you know he's got his little little diversion set up <laughs> so arthur he introduces himself puts the key in and it was kind of cool because it like sucks it in and then you can hear like a bunch of things start to turn like
1: i'd be freaking out a little bit <laughs> yeah that's
0: a that's an intense lock so it's like all these gears are turning uh the lights come on and you can just see through the whole house again nothing but glass and i do like how kathy showed the same concern that i would have and she was just like i hope the bathroom's in the basement <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to be doing my business and anybody just walking by is gonna see through and see me <laughs> Like, <laughs> i mean i know they can do what, what do they call that like a oh like a frosted Window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually,
1: that's how how my window was. My mama did it right before she moved out, and I just, I left it.
0: (laughs) The very first time I went on vacation with Ashley and Shannon, and we shared a hotel room, the bathroom, there was no like legit walls. It was all glass and it was frosted, but still, it was like, okay, Uh, this is our first time doing anything together. Like, look that way. It was a little crazy. So as the door opens, they go in, start to explore. Maggie uh, tells the family, just so we're clear, she does not clean windows. Just thought that was funny. You know, like, it's basically nothing but glass. So uh, they're kind of, you know, just looking at everything that Cyrus has collected. Like, he's clearly got a unique collection of everything, you know. Uh, Dennis is looking for the basement. You can tell that he seems, like, really highly uncomfortable and just wants to do whatever he's there to do and get out of there. The He does eventually find the basement, and we know that he's looking for money because Cyrus you know, must have owed him something, I'm guessing, from all this ghost hunting that he did with him to collect these ghosts.
1: I want to say in the beginning, he was kind of throwing it back at Cyrus that he did owe him something, so yeah. it kind of makes you think what it is.
0: Yep, yep. So he's looking for the money, and as he's down there, he's kind of getting these flashes and images of some of these ghosts. Should we go over, since they don't really show a lot of them too much? Yeah, of course. Do you want to dive in? And let's give them the backstory on the Pilgrimess, because she's one that we just get flashes of.
1: All right, yes. me. One second. Yeah, of
0: course. All right,
1: the Pilgrimess. All right.
0: Elizabeth,
1: or Isabella Smith, came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. The Titanic community ostracized and ignored her and used her as a scapegoat. She was being accused of witchcraft, which crops and animals mysteriously died. She denied such accusations, but she was trapped in a burning barn, but managed to escape unharmed. That sealed her fate, and she died of starvation after being condemned to the pillory that she carries with her as a ghost. Her skin is badly damaged.
0: Yeah, you know, I really wish that they would have been able to show off some of these ghosts a little bit more because they're all really cool.
1: And I uh, uh, only watched this a couple years ago when uh, I first remembered it. And yeah. that was the first thing I remembered out, man, if they dived more into it. And that's why I think yeah. it's so cool that we're interacting with that today.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because I think whether you like the movie or not, you can at least appreciate that all of those ghosts look awesome.
1: Right. And would
0: have a really cool backstory.
1: And there's just so much to them.
0: Yeah, Exactly. So back to the movie, Uh, Arthur, he's in the library with the lawyer. They're just kind of, you know, going over some paperwork that needs signed. Uh, So I did take note, Arthur is concerned of the taxes for the house, (laughs) but the lawyer does explain that Cyrus was a genius with money and the family does not have to worry about nothing for the rest of their lives. So then, you know, at that point, I'd be like, okay, cool, let's ride this out. Yeah, right. (laughs) I guess I don't know what's coming, but, you know, hey, (laughs) (laughs) So Dennis, he's still in the basement getting heavy visions and he puts on the glasses and we can see that all of the captured ghosts are in fact down there and their cubes. They're all just staring. Could you stay in that basement knowing that they're all down there?
1: No, not at all. Especially if you're getting visions of stuff down there. Nope. Yeah. I'm going the other way. Nope. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm good. I don't need to see that. Uh, Kathy, Bobby and Maggie. They're all exploring the house still. Um, Arthur's still, you know, going over paperwork. So Dennis, he comes running back up and he interrupts and explains like who he really is. He interrupts uh, Arthur and the lawyer. And, you know, he's going over how he used to hunt ghosts with Cyrus and that he needs to get himself, Arthur, and his children outside. And he'll explain everything out there. He does quick, you know, tell them that they're all in containment cubes all over the basement. Uh, how would you take that? Like,
1: <laughs> first I begin everyone and getting out.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you didn't believe that there was ghosts down there, clearly this guy is he's... unstable. If you don't believe him, you'd think he's unstable, so you'd at least want to get your family away from him. I would think. Right. So
1: yeah. I don't know. I don't like being under the hot spot, so I don't know what I'd do in the situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Maggie, she finds a pair of those special sunglasses and Bobby, you know, he's like begging to see him. Like, let me see him. Let me see him. And Dennis, you know, he's still trying to leave, but he still keeps getting visions. Arthur like bends down to like touch him, you know, to like help him. And this is when Dennis gets waves of visions of Arthur's wife and how she was kind of burned in the fire. Um, since we're talking about her, do we want to dive into her backstory too while we're at it?
1: Yeah, and uh, we definitely, we learned a little bit ago that uh, there was a fire. So we'll just uh, say, Jean, I'm not 100% sure how to say her last name. Criticos was a happy and devoted wife and mother. Uh, she died as a result of fire's injuries at st louis hospital a year and a half before the events of the film began unlike most of the ghosts she is not dangerous she's benevolent
0: okay so that yeah sounds she's... Nice.
1: at least she's not harmful yeah exactly <laughs> she's
0: not gonna come attack us that's
1: good here good to hear.
0: so in the meantime the lawyer ben he has snuck away and he's actually in the basement he's wearing a pair of those special goggles but we learned that he actually knows about the ghost and he is not phased by them at all. In fact, he's actually taunting all of them as he walks by. I know the first one that he runs into is the little boy. He kind of looks like he's dressed up as like a cowboy or Indian and has old something old going list. on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, what do you have a bad day? So <laughs> poor little kid. Um, do you want to give us his backstory? We can learn what happened to him.
1: Yeah, of course. All right. Um, He was a ghost of a little bratty boy named Billy Michaels. He loved to pretend to be a cowboy. Uh, One day, him and another little kid challenged Billy to a duel. But Billy's cap gun was no match for the boy's real steel-tipped arrow that Billy Ghost still carries. Unlike most of the ghosts, this one is a mild threat, never-attacking one, really, and just saying, I want to play. And I remember the first thing I saw about him was the arrow sticking through his head. Yeah, yeah just so surreal that that would happen. That's
0: that's pretty sad. That's pretty rough. And then yes. for him to just be like, oh, bad day. Like, what a douche. Um, what comes around, so goes then, around? Yeah. Oh, and then isn't this too when uh, we'll probably dive into her more, but the angry princess, he just sees her and he's like, "What oh, nice tits. Yeah, know, <laughs> she's just fully naked and cut up. It's hard yeah. to
1: not it's hard not to look. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of goes into the special room is this where that like giant gear is at? Right. Right. We yes. kind of see that big machine in there and he takes a bunch of money, you know, so there was money hidden in the house. He is, you know, taking wads of it. And then the house, it starts to shift. Cause I didn't really mention it earlier, but when they go into the house, there's this one room that has a bunch of like bronze colored, like circles all through it. And like the middle piece is spinning and stuff. But then now like, one of the other layers starts to spin and the house at this point, starts to shift and it's like kind of becoming a maze. Like the walls are moving and we actually see that one of the ghosts is set free.
1: I don't know if you caught it, but um he, if uh, it was all set up for the uh, lawyer to pick up that bag, because the bag was set on the pedal of like, it almost looked like a pedal ah, of the piano. Okay. And he picked it up. And once that went, it activated. Okay,
0: so he kind of released the lever and that's where we're getting that. Okay, that checks out. Yep. Um, so the one that's set free, it's that an naked girl holding the knife. Um, we know her as the torn sorry, not the torn prince, the angry princess. Um the lawyer is alone with her, and you know, he's trying to apologize. But then I think this was the standout scene for me. One of the walls you know, it shifts again and it's a really cool death because it just cuts him in half, but like not from the waist. How would you even describe that? Like oh, sideways. So it's like, if you were to cut a vertical, hot dog long vertically. ways, yeah, oh. vertically. Yeah. I know
1: when I watched that when I was younger, oh, it was just brutal. And yeah. You're just kind of like, what just happened? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you hear the sliding. Yeah. And
0: it's just, Oh yeah. Cause it's so quick. It's just like, a. And then, like, it doesn't even, like, his tie fall down, so you see, like, the front yeah. of it. And then, yeah, the sliding, and you can see his brains on the other side of it still still stuck.
1: Imagine seeing that in theaters. Uh, when you're seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs>
0: Pretty uh, traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we cut to Kathy. She's just kind of, you know, looking in the mirror. She's fixing herself. She's just so happy, you know, that she's in this big, big new mansion. She's got this big bathroom to herself. And this is when we kind of see that naked girl again. She's in there with her. They do have a really cool shot. I appreciated that there was the pair of glasses that was uh, laying in the bathroom. And the camera, like, pans down going through that so then we can see see the ghosts and stuff. Kathy can't see it, but she sees it. I think this is probably a good spot to go over her backstory, that ghost. Do you want to give us what we got for the angry princess?
1: I sure do. All
0: right. Her real name was Diana Newman. Uh,
1: The angry princess was an incredible, beautiful woman by all standards, but her own. Sadly, she was unable to be happy with her looks, seeing imperfections others didn't, and consistently trying to improve her appearance via surgery. A string of abusive relationships did nothing to her help her self-image. After botching an attempt to perform face surgery on herself, Dana died by suicide, cutting her wrist in a bathtub. Slimy lawyer character Ben Moss makes a rude comment about her (laughs) new ghostly appearance, (laughs) and boy, does he pay
0: for it. Yes, he does. Uh, (laughs) So um, that kind of makes sense then in the scene that we were just talking about. You can kind of see, I'm sorry, wrote out in blood on the floor. So I'm guessing that's just like her apology for <sighs> taking her own life. I would say, you know, like meaning she didn't mean to do that. Was she's, she's sorry for what she did.
1: And you know, if she didn't have that knife, she looked pretty harmless, but when she picks yeah. up that knife, it's uh, going the other way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that room that has that floor, you know, that, that spinning floor, it just keeps turning it's going continuously causing these walls to just like keep shifting arthur does finally find kathy and you know he's asking you know like where's bobby where's bobby and they're like well she was with maggie maggie shows up like was with maggie but she lost him so
1: typical scary movie yeah yeah.
0: Yep. so poor little bobby he's by himself uh This is Zach walking around the the house at that age, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, That would have
0: been you. So uh, Bobby, we see him. He's wearing the glasses still. And we kind of hear this voice of this one ghost. It's like calling him to the basement, you know, like come down, come and play, you know. (laughs) And there is one voice, though, that counters it. And it kind of is telling him, you know, like stay upstairs, stay upstairs, don't come down. So
1: Th- that's like your inner conscious fighting with yeah, you, yeah. like go downstairs, don't go downstairs. Yeah, Which exactly. One? <laughs> you got
0: a devil on both shoulders there. Yeah. <laughs> so Arthur, he's still trying to get everyone out of the house, um, but it's sealed. There's there's no getting out. Dennis explains that there's no chance of that happening. So we do have everyone together except for Bobby and I like it at that point. That's when Maggie's. I was like, "What happened to the lawyer? Did he split?"
1: <laughs> like, I'm glad you caught that. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're little campy jokes that they're pretty great. <laughs> um, so the gears, you know, they continue to turn. More do- doors are being opened, setting free different ghosts. And Bobby's in the basement still. He thinks it's just his sister playing games with him. You know, all the adults they're still upstairs. They're looking for him. And Dennis tries to explain. You know, he's like. We're not gonna hear through the glass. It's soundproof, shatterproof, and it's protected by these casting spells to keep the ghost in.
1: And you know, just a funny comment. Uh the etching and it it glows.
0: Yeah, and, oh yeah. You
1: know what that reminds me of?
0: The ring from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Thank yeah you, thank you. It <laughs> the, sure does. The one ring to rule them all. Hey, I like the reference. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the fun facts I did see too about the writing that was etched on the walls in the glass is it translates to read the Lord's Prayer
1: oh really yeah oh that's neat yeah
0: I mean I don't know if some of them were different but that's just kind of something I read and kind of cool I guess so uh, Bobby real quick too before we dive into that I think that's kind of cool I liked the idea of the the spell keeping the ghost in because that'll come to play later with some of the glass but And it kind of explains why they're contained, you know, because at first you're like, well, how the hell are you going to keep a ghost?
1: Right. And I, you know, you wish they'd know at that time that, well, you know, that they stay behind it. But, you know,
0: (laughs) when things unfold. (laughs) Exactly. So poor little Bobby, he's being chased by ghosts. And one of them that stood out as really creepy to me was one that has this like saran wrap all over its body. Didn't have no legs, decapitated head. He's really freaking creepy. So, do you want to give us a backstory on him?
1: I sure do. The torso. And the torso is actually kind of a little gruesome of a story, but it's still very interesting. Okay. Um, his actual name was Jim, Jimmy Gambino. His nickname was Jimmy the Gambler Gambino. Okay. Um, he lived in the early 1900s, and he caught the attention of the mafia. Uh, he ended up losing a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up and used the mafia, cut him into pieces, and wrapped him in cellophane, dumping the remains in the ocean, and his ghost appears as a torso with a severed head nearby and is a, uh, more of a neutral spirit than uh, hostile.
0: Okay. I mean, he can't really be too hostile. <laughs> with I know. With limbs, half of your but... putty... <laughs> <laughs> That's a rough one, though. That's a rough backstory.
1: Uh, don't get into gambling.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did read two on that one. I thought it was kind of cool that the effect for it was achieved by using a double amputee who wore this like special black hood um so they, you know they could digitally remove the head
1: oh really yeah kind that's of cool. neat to know that they had that kind of a uh, stuff back then
0: yeah yeah technology. and that they were able you know give somebody with that you know yeah well, kind of a role neat. i think that's neat yeah awesome yeah So Bobby, uh, he trips off his scooter, um, being scared. I wonder why, like if that was coming at me, I'd do the same thing. Uh, and I think he gets knocked out. Right. But then when he comes back to, um, you can kind of hear his mom's voice coming through like one of the little radios, uh, that he had with them. And, you know, she's just telling him to go upstairs, you know, Bobby go upstairs
1: I'll give so, the kid credit. He stays downstairs for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have went down, but that's uh, that. Agreed. Yeah. So the group, they do go down to the basement. You know, they're looking for Bobby. Arthur had told Dennis, you know, hey, if you help me find Bobby, I'll pay you whatever Cyrus owed you. So the team here does another typical scary movie thing that I would <laughs> never do and split up.
1: Imagine that. <laughs> At least they do
0: it in groups of two, but still. So we have Dennis and Maggie together, and he kind of lets her borrow the glasses, you know, so that way she can see the ghosts, you know, like she's not even believing it yet. She hasn't seen anything.
1: And, you know, the thing with the glasses I like about this movie is, you know, you don't have a lot of them. There's yeah, no, no I no. think like, what, two, three pairs? Yeah, there's
0: just a few pairs floating around there. So, yeah, not everybody's going to be able to wear them and work together here. So, you know, he lets her borrow that. And then this is when we see one that I think is probably one of the scariest ones. And it's just this, like, giant guy. And he's got these, like, what would you call, it? like, railroad nails? Like, kind of all...
1: Oh, jacked into his chest. Yeah,
0: all over his body and stuff. And then does he even have a hammer for a hand, right? Yes.
1: Or I think the thing they use to nail him in oh, to okay. the railroad. Okay. I don't know what that's called. Okay.
0: Okay. But he is called the hammer. So, do you have a backstory for him? Do you want to dive into that one right now?
1: Yes, I do. All right. All right. He was a happy and honest family man and a blacksmith. Uh, George Markley was falsely accused of stealing by a higher-up named Nathan and threatened with exile from their old western town. George refused to leave, and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from the town market one day. Seeking justice in this corrupt town, George took his blacksmith hammer and killed these responsible, but the town folk changed him to a tree and dove, drove Royal spikes Spice into his body. His left hand was cut off and his hammer was crudely attached to it. His ghost is one of the more angry spirits and this is partially responsible for Dennett's death.
0: Spoiler alert.
1: Uh, but he is, he, I believe, you know, with him just walking up, he kind of like makes him jump and it would make me jump too. Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's definitely one of the scarier ones. I wouldn't want anything to do with them. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Arthur and Kathy. They see, they find Bobby's radio that, you know, they pick it up and they realize that it has recorded audio on it and they can hear Bobby, you know, he's screaming on the tape. That'd be terrifying. I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine hearing your kid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Knowing what's going on in the house. Like that's, that's terrible. So Kathy, she puts on the glasses and this is when we see the jackal. I think he's also pro- one of the scary. I think he's probably the scariest, the scariest one. Scariest, yes. Yeah. Um, I know I've sent you pictures of it, but my uncle is actually working on a cosplay of the jackal. He was going to do it for Comic-Con this last time, but they ended up uh, you know, having different plans and stuff. But
1: uh, Mason was trying to tell me, uh, the one that works with us, and yeah, yeah. he was saying that he was doing the Jackal. I was like, that's neat. He's going to have to show me a picture.
0: Yeah, I'll have to see if he can send me a picture of what he's got done and we can post it to the Instagram and stuff. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, Kathy, she's just being pulled through the hallway. You know, She's being violently attacked by um, the Jackal, obviously. Arthur, he can't see what's going on. You know, he's trying to help, but he doesn't have the glasses on. So he he's just lost. He doesn't know what to do. And then out of nowhere, I don't know how she got in the house, but Kalina pops up and she's able to help, you know, free Kathy from the Jackal's grip. What does she throw? Does she just throw a flare? Is that all that is?
1: I don't remember 100%, but it it nails them. (laughs) It's a
0: flare. It's like a flare, but I'm like. Is that all it takes to ward off a ghost is just yeah, a nice but, little flare? Yeah, but I mean, hey, it goes
1: right through them, but uh, yeah.
0: You know, it whatever it worked. So,
1: hey, in the moment they're just happy. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <then it> <laughs> um, should we go over the Jackal's backstory too? Yeah, since no, he's he's showing up now, so. I
1: mean, and as uh Tommy just said, he dragged her through the hallway, so it was definitely one of the more uh active style yeah, ones. Definitely
0: one of the more aggressive ones. He's yeah. got a pretty rough backstory, too.
1: But uh, Ryan, Kuhn was, uh, Ryan Kuhn was born a prostitute in 1887. He, he developed a sick appetite for women attacking and raping raping strays and prostitutes in the night. He voluntarily went to Borhamwood hamwood Institute for treatment to cure his problem. But the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane after years of solitary confinement. Having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of his straitjacket, he developed a hatred of humanity. When the asylum burnt into flame, he chose to stay behind and perish in the flame. His ghost carries his torn straitjacket with the torn cubic head cage. It is a sign of hell's winter. He is one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts, attacking. Like I uh, mentioned earlier, like Tommy was saying,
0: yeah, almost kills Kathy. Um, he's a rough one.
1: Uh, yeah, and he scratches and everything. Yeah, almost yeah, like a cat.
0: Yeah, it's got some like. Freddy Krueger-esque scenes going on there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a lot going on with these scenes kind of cutting back and forth between, you know, the group dealing with the ghosts, like flashes of who can see him, who can't see them, and stuff. It's best to watch the movie to kind of really appreciate all that. But
1: uh, at least now you'll have the backstory. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. You'll, you're yep. welcome. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Kalina explains, um, you know, that she frees Trap Souls. And that's why she's there at the mansion. Uh, In the meantime, Kathy takes off the glasses and Arthur puts them on and he can like see the jackal, you know, the one that they just got to to stop attacking her. And he's kind of questioning Kalina how she got in. She explains that she slipped in through a wall when it shifted, but it's not worth trying to go back now because it's gone. Like it's not going to it's not going to come back. So during that explanation, they realize that Kathy's gone. And, like, how the hell would you lose your daughter after you already don't have your son, who was just violently attacked, by the way? You don't keep an eye on her? Like,
1: We'll just mark it under the column. Typical scary movie. Typical scary <laughs> movie.
0: Yeah, they're not making good decisions. So um, we're back to Dennis and Maggie. They're trying to get out of the house as it continues to shift, and they actually get separated. And, you know, so one of the glass walls, you know, is in between them. And during this, he's attacked by a ghost. But Maggie, you know, she's able to help, you know, give him directions on how to dodge the attacks and stuff because she's wearing the glasses. And the one attacking him is, I forget what the ghost is called. I think he's the Torn Prince. He's kind of like the 50s looking baseball player. Uh, Do you want to give us a backstory on him?
1: Of course. All right. All right. Um, His actual name was Royce Clayton. He was a gifted and famous teenage baseball player, a.k.a. why he had the bat in the movies. Um, in the 1950s, he caught the eye of colleagues around the USA. Thanks to his challenger, Agreesu, who set him up, Royce died in an accident caused by cut brake lines. His remains are still buried at the baseball diamond in his coast. He still carries his baseball bat.
0: Yeah. That's what he was using to try to attack poor Dennis there. Oh,
1: and it would have scared you if you, if you watched the movie, it's yeah. a little jumpy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> yep. It doesn't even say he's like, Oh, I hate when they like pop up like that. That <laughs> might've been earlier, but it, yeah, it was in there. <laughs> um, so this now is when we see, this really large fat ghost with a bib holding hands with this like small elderly woman and they just kind of back up slowly and stuff, but they're, you know, they're pretty rough to look at too. Like we did see them earlier, like in one of the flashes that Dennis first had and like, wasn't she like, Feeding him and stuff. Yeah, like, and it
1: was just kind of pouring out of Messy and, and uh, it was gross. Almost yeah, looks like he was just puking. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was really gross. So, and if
1: you noticed that the mother was like three feet tall or yeah, something like that, she was
0: tiny. Yeah, she, she was, was tiny 90. compared to how big he was. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Do you want to dive into a backstory on them?
1: Yeah, definitely. All right. All right, and uh, the great child and the dire mother are another case of the ghosts who are being exactly what they sound like. Margaret Shelburne was a little person who worked in a carnival freak show, and her no- and her enormous son Harold was the result of a sexual assault by the carnival's tallest member, the freaks. <laughs> Some of the older freaks later murder Margaret, leading her to go on a crazy uh, killing spree with an axe, and they basically killed all of them uh, before himself. And he was killed with an, or after that, he was killed by an angry mob.
0: So right. so much killing, so it's much just, killing. Uh, yeah. Well, don't they? I think they explain at some point that. It's all these ghosts, like the ones who died basically from something really aggressive and stuff, they come back being aggressive. So if they die in a terrible way, they're going to be terrible ghosts, which kind of sucks. But
1: I mean, either way, I wouldn't want to deal with the ghosts. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we can just take that off.
0: Yeah, exactly. So the group, they continue to look for Kathy and Bobby. Uh, I like how this isn't this like. I think it's just annoying, like how does Dennis lose his entire family in a glass house? Like,
1: yeah, (laughs) I mean, and you really still can't see through a bit. I mean, I guess it happens. It happens. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just watch this movie. So (laughs) (laughs) Arthur is attacked by the Jackal, but Kalina, you know, she's able to scare it away again. Her and Dennis, they kind of get into this argument about what each other is doing there, you know, and and about what each other does. In and, She's saying how bad Dennis is for, you know, capturing souls for money, all that kind of stuff. You know, like they're just they're just arguing about what's going on. So then Kalina, she starts to explain kind of what this house is and what's happening. And she explains that the 13th ghost. Sorry, not the 13th ghost. I'm jumping ahead of myself. (laughs) She's telling Arthur how the fourth ghost he's not in on what's going on there. Dennis didn't tell him. So we learn that the fourth ghost captured by Cyrus and Dennis was Arthur's wife. That would explain, you know, why Bobby earlier was getting the voices from his mom and stuff like that. She's one of them that they captured. And I know we kind of already touched on that. So we knew that, but I think this is when the group realizes kind of what's going on. Um, Kalina saying, you know, they can still save her. There are these 12 earthbound ghosts captured. And this is kind of when she gives a rundown of what they are. I believe there's only one more that we have to go over their backstory. And that would be the bound woman. Do you want to give us a little backstory on her?
1: Last but not least.
0: Last but not least. Yeah. She doesn't (laughs) get a lot of screen time. So we're going to save her (laughs) her for last and give her her time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her original name was susan legros she was the richest girl in town and was very popular her one flaw was that she toyed with boys and men during her the senior prom night she was killed by a jilted ex named chet walters a stark quarterback after catching her cheating with another guy her ghost her lures bobby into a dangerous basement and still shows the prom attire found found ropes holding her arms all right
0: So then now uh, the house, it starts releasing these ghosts, you know, one by one. It's pulling them into the center, uh, you know, to provide their power. And this is when we kind of learn, you know, like once they're all received, it will open up to the eye of hell. So Kalina was, you know, explaining that 13th ghost is a fail safe. That's a human sacrifice. Has to be made out of love. So then Colleen is kind of just explaining, you know, in order to save her children, Arthur, you know, he's probably going to have to sacrifice himself. That's where that 13th ghost is going to come into play. So the team, they realize that the last ghost is about to be released. So they're getting out all these bombs. You know, they're going to try to blow up the machine, trying to come up with some sort of plan of how they're going to get this stopped. And this is when Arthur and Dennis, they kind of carry a piece of the glass And I think that I think that was really cool because we know that that's kind of for protection, you know, because the spell that's engraved on it. We know the ghost can't pass that.
1: You would imagine that being so heavy. Oh, my gosh. It
0: has to be (laughs) insanely heavy.
1: Yeah, they they did it, though.
0: They did. They did. And it's a good plan. I mean, no, definitely. I would just walk around in a little cube all day if I had to deal (laughs) with that. (laughs) Yeah. So we see Kalina and Maggie. They're in the room with that big machine, that big gear, you know, that's, that's making everything turn and Cyrus comes in and we assume, you know, Oh, his ghost is here, you know, floating around, haunting us still. And Maggie, you know, she's trying to get rid of him, but Kalina, that dirty hoe, she knocks her (laughs) out. (laughs) She knocks out Maggie and we realize that she's a traitor. She's been lying the whole time and she's actually working with Cyrus I did not remember that in rewatching it. So this was a nice little twist for me. However many years later. (laughs) So Arthur and Dennis, they're fighting off the hammer. And then the last ghost is released. And that's the juggernaut, right? He's the last one to be released. Yes. Yes. So yeah, the pale white dude. (laughs) (laughs) So together the juggernaut, And the hammer, you know, they're obviously too much to kind of fight off. Dennis gets out of, you know, from behind the glass. And this is when the juggernaut just like picks him up and he slams him against the corner of one of the walls and just like breaking his back. That was pretty brutal.
1: I remember watching it. And like I said, from before, I remember him as Shaggy. I was like, no, (laughs) not
0: Shaggy. (laughs) So um, Cyrus and Kalina You know, they get the machine going and it's calling, you know, all the ghosts to the middle. We get this like creepy scene, you know, of them kind of standing around in the circle. But there is a nice scene where Arthur's wife comes, you know, she actually comes to Arthur and she kind of places, you know, they place their hands together through the glass, you know, because it's still protecting him. He's standing behind it. Um, I just think that's kind of cool. Um, But she is actually you know, called back because of that ceremony that's going on. So she can't stick around too long. That power of that machine's pulling her to the center. So we learn then at that point, I, I forget exactly how it was said, but Cyrus does something, you know, as they're being attacked and he pretty much just like sacrifices Kalina as the house is shifting some more. And she's just like smashed between some of that glass
1: I don't know if you ever seen uh, any of the saws, but there's one part that the same thing happens and that's what it brings me to. And it's ooh, it's brutal. It's rough. Yeah, yes, it, it was is. pretty rough.
0: Poor Miss Honey. She's <laughs> out of it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is when we see Kathy and Bobby. They're in the center of the room with all these gears, you know, and blades kind of spinning around them. So it's not just spinning on the floor anymore. It's actually like going, you know, in like a sphere shape, you know, around them. You know, there's no way that anybody's going to be able to reach in and grab them. So Arthur this is when he puts on the glasses and he can see the ghosts kind of circling them really creepy um I couldn't imagine being that age and seeing all those ghosts around me I yeah crap my pants
1: yeah, especially <laughs> when they are talk I want to say all of them were talking weren't they like chanting a spell
0: Yeah yeah yep they're all kind of getting into that last sort of ritual thing So Arthur he sees Cyrus also and you know as as all this is going on, the explanation that Kalina, you know, laid out earlier is kind of playing in his head. It's a house built by the devil, powered by the dead. And we see, you know, all the ghosts that are required are there. But then another little twist. Arthur takes off his glasses while he's looking at Cyrus. And he can still see him. That, it, Gimli. that dirty fucker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we learn Cyrus is not dead. And he actually, you know, goes in, he attacks Arthur. He's, you know, telling him, you know, the, the machine requires a ghost made out of pure love. He's wanting Arthur to sacrifice himself, you know, to save those kids and he'll be able to open up that eye of hell. <laughs> and
1: I'll give it to the movie. They really made it seem like, uh, you know, he was dead. Oh yeah. Yeah, dead. definitely. With the, especially the the cut on his neck and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. They They pulled that off well. I wasn't expecting that either. So um, then we kind of hear what well, I, I just think it sounded like beatboxing noises almost. And Maggie, you know, we see here, she's trying to destroy the machine. So this obviously, you know, distracts Cyrus and Arthur's able to fight him off. So now the ghosts are actually released from their pole to the machine and they all go after Cyrus, they all attack him. Obviously they know this is the, you know. So you're the guy who caught me. Exactly, you're the guy who caught me and has left me in this basement like. Mm-mm. So they actually throw him into that spinning mess and all the gears and blades and he's just like shredded to pieces. Um this movie doesn't pull back on their no, gory not. kills and it's pretty cool. But he'll Expect give him that. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Arthur he actually sees a ghost of Dennis kind of given him, you know, some last minute advice, you know, he needs to go to his kids because they need you. It's not done yet. So Arthur and something that can only be done in the movie (laughs) runs and jumps with the most perfect timing and is not hit by any of those spinning gears. And he's kind of in there, you know, able to hold his kids down, you know, from all all that craziness that's going on.
1: Talk about a clutch jump. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So the machine, it explodes. All the glass on the house is broken. The ghosts, you know, they're free now and Arthur and his kids, you know, they're just kind of just sitting there safe in the middle. And I did think it was kind of touching. So like the ghost of their mom is still standing on one of those circles, kind of, you know, spinning around them. She's back to herself. you know, she's not this burn burn victim anymore. Like she's in her, her glory. You know, she looks like a mom.
1: Makes you feel like she was complete. Yes. Helping them out.
0: Exactly. She found her closure. So she smiles and she disappears. Finally free. She definitely got her closure. That was a nice touching moment. And that's pretty much where our movie ends. We just get that one last line from Maggie. I'm
1: glad you put that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) She's sick of this nanny shit. (laughs) And she quits. (laughs) I mean, do you blame her? I wouldn't. I'd After going too.
1: through that whole house? No, not no, at all. No.
0: no. I'd be like, you owe me something, but I'm done.
1: I mean, I guess it's owed that you got out alive? Yeah. Hey, it's <laughs> you take something. what you can get at yeah, this point. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Zachary, Tommy, what do you think overall?
1: Yeah. Like I said, when uh, we talked about doing this movie, I just know that I always thought back to my childhood just being so scared watching this movie, but also wanting, you know, more detailed stories on the all the ghosts because, you know, some they dive into, some they don't, but yeah, yeah. you need to know to go kind of more in depth with it. It's kind of really neat.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I did read something and I really hope it happens. There's like a petition floating around and fans are like, trying to get Netflix to pick it up as a series. And then, so each episode would kind of cover a different ghost in their backstory. I think that would play out really well.
1: That would, it would, I mean, it'd probably be a little too much, but doing <laughs> a season for each one, I mean, just how detailed they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Probably
0: not a season for each one, but an episode um, for each one. Yeah.
1: All right. All yeah. Right. yeah.
0: <laughs> I could see that being maybe, I mean, you could make it 13 episodes and,
1: yeah, you do the 12 could.
0: ghosts in that last one. It'll kind of tidy up what happened in this movie.
1: I mean, I'll tell you what, I'd watch it. <laughs> I would.
0: Yeah, I'd be there for it. Um, You know, one thing that I forgot to do with you last week that Megan and I do, it's going to put you on the spot again. Uh Oh, we always pick for each other if we think the other would survive in this movie universe. Oh, so no. <laughs> I'll go first on you. So if Zach was stuck in this 13 ghost movie universe, I think you would die. <laughs> um, if you have to be there in the house, I don't know. I feel like you'd just be too curious and you'd be going down there. You, you, you know, you'd probably get cut up by the angry princess. Um, you
1: might not be wrong on that, <laughs> venturing off in there, just yeah. depending if I had the glasses or not. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I guess if I had to say you, you would probably not be as venturous as me. I would say you would probably live because you wouldn't leave anyone's side. There you go. <laughs> so
0: that's fair. I'm
1: glad you're uh, you're living, but yeah. Uh, Pray for me. <laughs> pray, I'll pray for you. Thank yeah. you.
0: I'll make thank sure you. your ghost has closure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll yell for you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Either
0: that, or I'll just capture you in a cube and take you to the safe space. There you go. Oh, all right. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'll take you to the set of Lord of the Rings, and you can live happy.
1: You know, bury me out there. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where would I have to take you? Like New Zealand, and just bury you out there? That and works okay. for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, did you ever think at the time that this movie was like a super scary? one to you or
0: um when i was younger it was definitely scary and i have memory of really liking this movie do you want me to dive into my rating for it sure
1: go for it let's hear it
0: i feel like you're gonna hate me ah uh... i'm gonna give it a four.
1: Oh, <sighs> i mean you know i it definitely has its moments <laughs> there and back and like i keep saying just shaggy in this movie <laughs> Some you just can't take serious sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think
0: that's what it is it's just it's very campy um i was originally gonna go lower but after i was rewatching it and doing my research i appreciated some of the moments better you know like they have really cool kills and again the design of the ghosts are awesome so it's right. worth that alone it's just not one that I see myself sitting down and watching over and over again. And that's kind of how I try to rate them, you know, on rewatchability. I'm sure maybe give me a few more years down the road, I'll think it's cool and want to watch it again. Just not just not quite yet.
1: Well, and like I said last week about uh, the other one, is yeah. maybe they come out with new stuff that might make it more yeah. interesting. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, I um, would
0: be full on for a Netflix doing a se- season of it. And- watching it that way
1: right yeah. but i i'll be honest my uh, my rating's not too far from yours okay it's, it's a five okay a five, five. all know, right it's uh if it's on may you know sit yeah. down watch it but it's nothing i'd go and say oh my god let's
0: go watch this you have to watch it right yeah. right so but, it's a optimistic positive five
1: uh, yeah and i agree with <laughs> you you know all the ghost theories and or stories it's just it's awesome
0: yeah it's yeah awesome.
1: glad we got to talk about
0: it glad we got to talk about it i appreciate you stepping in for megan again
1: of course of course she
0: does yeah thank you
1: for having me it's always fun
0: yeah exactly so i am pretty sure don't hold me to it everyone but i think we'll be back to regular hosting with megan next week uh that doesn't mean we're getting rid of zach we already mentioned we want to have him back on as a guest with both of us i think would be fun
1: yeah Uh, definitely
0: yeah So in the meantime, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Amityville Amigos. You can send us an email at AmityvilleAmigos at Hotmail.com. And, you know, you guys seem to accept Zach pretty well, so let us know how we did this week, I guess. And
1: (laughs) I'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, ended on my part. And unfortunately I'm sad to say this. There's no Funko pops of this uh, movie. So unfortunately (laughs) we can't talk about any pop toys of this movie. There's no (laughs)
0: pop toys. No, I'm sure somebody out there has made a custom one but there are no official ones and we certainly don't have any
1: duly noted. I should have been more prepared. Yeah. Yeah. No, Hey, I,
0: I didn't expect you to go on eBay and buy a custom 13 ghost. Pop. <laughs> Imagine if I did. Oh, that, I mean, I could see it. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. I think that's all for now. So thank you guys for listening and talk to you later. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for having me.